There were terrorist attacks in Iran, folks. Just happened to happen. Terrorist attacks in Iran. They're calling it terrorism from the land of terrorism. Uh, Harvard's president resides. Resigns, I mean, not resides. She resides in resigning. <laughs> and prophecies. Should, oh, that's going to be fun. Should, should we listen to all of them? Or should we discern? Thus saith the Lord. Ooh, find out this and more on this self-evident podcast. What's up? Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mazzy, you got Miguel. Hey! The reason why we're calling him Miguel from now on is because his skin color connotates him as the most dangerous person in the world. So we, he is now Miguel. He's identified as a white Mexican. What? And uh, so, <laughs> Thank you for accepting me. No, see, now you're just your cultural... Oh, what cultural appropriation. That's I'm it. Sorry. Cultural appropriation. Do every Mexican so sound like that? <laughs> Does every Mexican sound like that? No. See. I'm kidding. This is all funny. It's all fun and games, folks, till someone pokes a pancreas. Good morning. Thank you for being with us on the Self-Evident Podcast. And we're excited, man, because, like, again, we just went through two awesome podcasts this last yeah. weekend. Uh, and, and we're so excited. Again, we believe we're the best. We are. We are the best. Rogan, catch up. Yeah, man. He's only just got a few subscribers more than us. But, hey, it is what it is. Man. It's just one of those things. You know, the the great artists of the day, great musicians, sometimes it took a couple hundred years for people to realize their genius. And yeah. so in about 2300, people, everybody will be listening to Mike and Massey on the Self-Evident Podcast. So we look forward to that day. Long past we're dead. They yeah. will, in, the, in the annals of history, we will be remembered. There we will be. Uh, amongst the greats. Yes. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. So. All right, are we ready to get into this? Yeah, so we got some news bits coming up for you guys. Again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You want to support, subscribe, like, All this share stuff. this video. You want to get it out to so many people. We believe it's going to bless you. We want to bless you with what we do here, and we're so excited about what's happening again, like we said uh, in Friday's podcast in 2024. So you just want to stay up to date. You want to sign up for our email lists, all that stuff. We love talking with you, praying with you, and, and all those other things. So go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. We're excited. we got some tours coming up. We're mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's going to so, be fun. But are we ready for news bits? I love that drop. I know. <laughs> Terrorist uh. attacks in Iran. Miraculously, oh, it's just totally. There's now terrorism in Iran. It's totally random. It's I'm just random. saying the ones who harbor terrorists. Well, America kind of does too in I, its own way, you know. Yeah, you know the the border. This is the border. It's <laughs> all about the terrorists. We're letting them. No, keeping them out. Border. Are, have you ever had that butter? What are we doing with it? You guys know what I'm talking about. Border butter. Border butter. Better butter. butter you know, butter? You go to the store. Border butter. <laughs> hey, or is Borden? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it gets bored. I feel like him now. Do you hear that comedian Bo talk about Biden? Bored. Sorry. Bored. Anthony Bored. It's all about Anthony. I love pizza. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, there was a terrorist attack in Iran this uh, this year recently during a memorial ceremony for Iranian General Qasem Soleimani, the one Actually, that Trump that smoked. That's pretty good. Qasem yeah. Soleimani. I just want to make sure I get the names right. That's why I yes. slow down. Because I read really fast. The one who Trump smoked <laughs> two blasts went off. More than 100 people were killed. Not good. We're not, we're, not, we're not laughing about that. No, that's terrible, right? Iran is calling it a terrorist attack. Pot calling kettle black. Yeah, no kidding. Though no group has claimed responsibility. Which, if it's terrorism, it's usually they're going to raise a flag on yeah, it. You know somebody I mean? goes, hey, that was me. This is interesting, especially considering the war going on right now, which I thought so too. Like yeah. when you, it was like, yeah, it's funny that it's all happening, the war it's going on, stuff. And what are they things. preparing for? Watch it's out for just, Taiwan. Dude, Watch out for Taiwan, dude. I'm telling you, we've been talking about this for a while. Watch out for Taiwan. You know, just keep your eyes on it. A couple of ideas on who it could be: Israel using tactics similar to those Iran and its proxies use. Another idea it could be a faction of resistance fighters rising up against the Iranian regime. I don't ever hear about... So you remember the uprisings yeah. and America conveniently 
that was the one time we were like, no, we can't get him. We can't do anything about that. But every other revolution and uprising, we're like all in on. Yeah. But Iran. We have to establish the, democracies yeah, all over the world, yeah, blah, 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 which is blah. not constitutional. Yeah. Take our democracy. Anyways, uh, I have not heard of a resistance movement in Iran that does this type of thing. And I would think we would have heard about it by now. So my guess is it's not resistance fighters. Um, and then there was also the U.S., who's a possible option in order to respond to attacks against U.S. bases and warships, which is happening through proxies of Iran. This is only going to escalate. Yeah. Yeah. 2024 is going to be a crazy year. I'm not speaking prophecy. I'm just speaking history. History. Things are wiling up. And I think this is why we named the year uh, Learn From History, because I believe we really will speak on these things of, is it, it's it's almost psychological what happens, how they get people demoralized yep. and demeaned and raise certain groups of people to create their agendas, and then it weakens more people because as men lose morality, and I'm talking to men specifically, they become more fearful, mm-hmm. so then they're easily controlled because then it's easier. It's you know all what emotion. I mean? And we're like the boiling uh, frog analogy. You know, you put the and you slowly turn up the yep. heat, it boils. We've just become become accustomed to. Um, non-chained slavery. In other words, we just work for the man. We we, we work for the government, and 50% of our money goes to government. We don't even question it anymore. Uh, We're no longer thinking about what that does as an infrastructure, where we're spending our money, why we're doing certain things, why we're only covering certain things in the media, why we're only going after certain cases in America, why Supreme Court's uh, now can just rule and legislate from the bench when they want to. Attorney General's just taking their authority out of scope. Uh, coming after states for border security, but it's just you're seeing so much of this, and it happens upheaval in in the nation. You, you, uh, Abraham Lincoln once said, "We'll never be destroyed from the outside. We'll never be overcome by the outsiders. It will be because it'll 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 fall under the guise of foreign enemy. We're going to be destroyed from the inside." And so, I, I just want you guys to be clear when we're talking today about this podcast, a specific one. Look at how things are being said. I believe America won't go unscathed in this. I really don't. And when you're looking at this attack here, terrorist attack, (laughs) terrorism, you got to start questioning some things like, dude, this is, dude, the American people aren't stupid. You just, they're not stupid. Okay. They think we are. They think we are. Yeah. And so I'm holding on to Jeremiah 29 when he says, go and build cities, go and build houses and live in them, you know? We've got to still be Christians in this world. We can't get caught up in prophecy and all this other stuff in the fear side, I mean. Get caught up in the righteousness side, in the push side of the, uh, uh, I'm going to keep being and doing what I'm doing. I'm going to go evangelize. I'm going to do all that stuff. We depend too much on our churches to create revival. We should be the ones creating revivals. Mm -hmm. We should be the ones out there preaching. So just be encouraged in that. Terrorists, I don't think so, but it sucks that 100 people died. Yeah, and that's what happens. It's always... The people that get caught in the crossfire. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, this was chosen as a symbol. This was totally chosen. The memorial of the guy that was killed by America, who is head of the Cuds forces, there's a reason for that. Somebody chose that as a symbol of doubling down on this whole thing. So we'll see what happens, but it's it's sad that the people always get caught up in the crossfire. Number two. Trump is arguing to stay on the ballot in Colorado. And the Colorado Supreme Court basically said, no, you can take Trump off the ballot, which you just threw yourselves into the partisan mix. And golly, it gets frustrating to watch. Maine has also decided to remove him. We've talked about that. He's now petitioning the Supreme Court to hear his case of ballot eligibility. He is going to make the case that the ballot eligibility is exclusive to Congress. In his lawyer's petition, they wrote, as reported by SCNR.com, first, according to the petition, the question of presidential eligibility is reserved for the U.S. Congress, not state courts. They say, by considering the question of President Trump's eligibility and barring him from the ballot, the Colorado Supreme Court arrogated Congress's authority. Second, 
The legal team explained that even if Colorado Supreme Court were able to consider challenges to presidential eligibility, which, which it, it cannot, the court misapplied the law. Trump, they wrote, falls outside the scope of Section 3 because the president is not an officer of the United States, as the text of the provision reads. He took a different oath than the one listed in Section 3, and the presidency is not an office under the United States as spelled out in the Constitution. They also argue that Trump in no way engaged in insurrection on January 6th and that the Colorado proceedings violated the electors' clause. Huh. Yeah. I think they have a pretty solid case. Of course. It, again, it's up to the Supreme Court this time, which yep. it's so crazy because like we're saying states have their own laws, right? But one of the things we fail to do in our states, especially in Colorado or Maine, that the attorney general does not have the authority to do that, nor does the Colorado courts have the authority to do that. They have to interpret the law. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it doesn't say that he has to be prosecuted. It's like, you just, what are you doing? Now you're just making up stuff. Making it up to get your conclusion. An insurrectionist, quote unquote, should be proven to be an insurrectionist. Thank you. Fruit of an insurrection. You've not proven that. So this is what no, nobody has even charged him with. It. Exactly. So that's where it's, it's a, kind of, to me, an open and shut case. Yeah. But it's it's crazy, man. Like, what other presidents or candidates ever had to face something like this? This is crazy, bro. This, like, this is insane. Yeah, and, it is. And it's nuts. it always ratchets up. Remember when when Kavanaugh, that whole thing happened? What did we talk about? This is just going to get worse every single time. And it's happening now. Of course, Republicans. We Remember we talked about, like, impeachment? Every president is going to have to go through impeachment now. What's mm. happening? Every president is going through the discussion and the inquiries of impeachment, right? Right. Trump had it twice. Biden's going through it now with the GOP House. Like every single president, until we stop having presidents, will have to go through impeachment proceedings or impeachment hearings or impeachment inquiries because that's the tool now. This is going to be the tool every Straight time up. now. Take them off the ballot. I hope the Supreme Court puts a nail in the coffin of this and says it's a federal election. States cannot determine who is or is not on the ballot in a federal election. You have to go to the Federal Election Committee in order to be on the ballot. To me, the states cannot get involved in that because, yes, you're participating in that process, but it's a federal election. So why would the state have the right to say, well, we're not even going to allow you to vote for that person? Good point. Not your jurisdiction. Right. Right. And and I've heard this officer argument before. I don't know how much weight that really carries because you you got to get into the specifics of the definition of officer. Now they are right. The president doesn't take the same oath that the officer does of of the Constitution. So the question could be, is that what it's talking about? Or is the word more general of anybody who is in a position of office for the federal government is considered an officer? So we'll see what the Supreme Court says. Yeah. If they even take it. They may not even take it. mm. They're being petitioned, but they could say, no, we don't want to hear it, which they're in a rock and a hard place position. (laughs) You don't take it, everybody's pissed. (laughs) You do take it, everybody's Everybody's pissed. Well, at least the media is going to be pissed. I don't think everybody will be pissed. And if it goes Trump's way, of course, what's the argument they're going to make? It's Trump's appointees, and the only reason he got in is because his appointees on the court. Can't win. So just do what you're going to do. Exactly. All right, number three. Former Harvard president Claudine Gay resigned on Tuesday after an onslaught of pressure and criticism. She opened herself up when all of it... Up to all of it. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. See, this is what I'm talking about. I read too fast. She opened herself up to all this crap when she was in in a government hearing and refused to condemn Palestinian protests on campus, but has certainly allowed plenty of shutdown on conservative voices. Yeah, it's Harvard. What did you expect? Yeah. It's Harvard. Who got an abysmal rating from FIRE on free speech policy. Like, they rate campuses, and Harvard had the lowest by far ever. Yeah, because <laughs> it's all about equal opportunity, and it's all about making sure we're hearing... Because it's a liberal college, right? So you want to hear every voice possible so you can make your own determination. Yeah. Because that's what Harvard stands for. You know, Harvard is a beacon of hope unless in colleges across America. Unless you're white or Jewish. And conservative. Yes. Or Christian. A lesser extent, Asian. With, you know, uh, there's too many of you. Yeah. She and Harvard, college itself, both chose to go the racism route in their explanation for the resignation. 
Of course. I'm surprised you didn't say my name has something to do with it. They must be against me because yeah. uh, my last <laughs> name's gay. They're homophobic. Even though, I don't know if she is or not. I don't know if she's not. Maybe. Perfect. So she, went, so she went the whole... Oh, yeah. yeah, so I read the letter, and, and she kind of makes passing mention of some stuff has come up about anti-Semitism and plagiarism, but it's really racial animosity is what's going on here. Wow. Yep. Because that's what every white person wants to do is get every black person off, right? Yeah. When the big push is to get more minorities in those positions. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, dude, that, that argument is becoming so stinking weak. It's kind of like what you talked about with Epstein. We can get so callous yeah. in watching some of these things. That argument is so stinking weak, dude. I'm so tired of it because it, it's, excuse the pun, it's a trump card for yeah. everything. For every, oh, I didn't like how they looked at me. Racism Racism, card. yeah. I didn't like that I didn't get the job. Racism card. Almost, I didn't like that somebody didn't like what I did. Racism card. Yeah, that dog ain't hunting no more. It's almost like it lost its energy. Good. You know, it just loses its power. It loses all of its electricity. And if you've ever felt that in your home, that's why you should call Energy Ops LLC. Gosh, I'm good at this. I, I love it because I, you, I can I tell you enjoy this. doing the, the Energy Ops ones because you get to see how you can segue <laughs> and catch people off guard. If your dog is losing its energy, and I mean your home, <laughs> Energy Ops LLC wants to help you. They are... Uh, in the South Carolina area, in, in, in what is it? Charleston. South, Charleston area. Uh, you want to be uh, supporting businesses like this, not just because they support us, but because they actually do great work. Um, he's been a firm supporter of us. We love those guys. Energy Ops LLC. Go check them out. Yeah. All right. You ready? Thank you so much, Energy Ops LLC. Yeah. We love you guys. Uh, seriously, you guys have supported us for so long, and, and we're so grateful for you. Now comes the time. Where we've all kind of, and Mike and I really struggled with this one because we don't want to come across as we're, we're, we're coming against prophetic voices. Yeah. We're coming against prophecy. We're not. What we are doing is just as much as they say everybody can prophesy, which Paul said everyone should seek to prophesy and to do these things. And some of them have offices of the prophet, which are important. And, and, and you want to follow trusted voices. We've had some on our program, mm -hmm. Joseph Z and some of these guys. Um, and I do think people will miss it sometimes. I think sometimes yeah. emotionalism gets caught into it. But when you're making direct statements that this will happen, and hear me out on this, when people make direct statements about things that are unconstitutional, that bothers me. When prophetic voices are talking about, just one example, Trump was a king, had a King Cyrus anointing. You must not understand why Or how our system of government is built. And if we truly want a king like other nations, he'll give it to us, man. God is so faithful to give us that, just so you know. I don't want that. I like liberty. I don't want someone to rule over me. I want God to rule in my life for me to be free and make sure that I love and take care of others. That's liberty, man. And that my liberty doesn't infringe on the liberty of another. So when people are doing prophecy, and we were, we were going through this uh, the other day, listening to some prophetic voices. You went and did a lot of research on it and what some of the words were given this year. It happens quite a lot in Christian charismatic circles that they have some kind of prophetic message. Churches will release a word over their church yep. or release a word over the nation, these prophets do, or release a word over a ministry or a certain sect of people. That's cool. Do you? But then we got to start like saying, Lord, what is biblical? What is the Spirit of God? What is not? And so we're going to do our best to break that down. Again, we're not saying we're against prophetic voices. I follow a few. What we're saying is there's a lot of voices out there. Which ones are really the Lord or not? Yeah. And be careful. And this whole episode is just a toolbox for you to start, okay, what could I be looking for in terms of prophetic voice? Because there's a lot of... The internet has produced the plethora of prophets, right? There's hundreds of prophets running around throwing out what they say God has given them. We're not going to call out anybody by name. And, and it was interesting because I found a news article about a certain prophet, and I'm not making any defining characteristics, and heard some of the prophecy, and I, I 
went to Massey. I said, what do you think of this? And both of us were like, there's no witness there, on there's it. No there's witness. no like, right. Yeah, let's let's walk ooh, in that. Ooh, I hear that, right? And and we're going to get into that whole process. But I we started talking and, and started parsing it out. I was like, well, we could do an episode on this and kind of uh, point by point. But then as I was paying attention to other prophets and researching what they were saying, it's like, no, we need to just generalize this. And I would rather walk that route because you will get the people who will come out and say, Prophet X is a false prophet, and that teacher over there, there's a false teacher, and that person's wrong, and that person said that. You get yourself into a whole bad realm by doing yeah. that. Let's just focus on what Jesus said. False prophets will be among you, right? Be exactly. careful. Or or let's pray for those who say they have the office of prophet and who can prophesy that they don't miss it, that yes. they don't lead people astray by, by a foolish word. Yep. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. The body of Christ is important. We need to preserve the body. Yes. And uh, so let's let's be careful of the line we're, we're, we're about to walk here. Okay? And don't just assume because they have their own international ministry that they are a legit prophet. And I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I'm just saying you can see a person who throws up a legit organization name, and, and by legit, I mean like it looks official, it looks big, Thousands of people are watching. You could think, oh, well, they must be a trustworthy prophet. Not necessarily. Yeah. Anybody can step up, start a, a nonprofit, and call it Mike Sonneveld Ministries International. And all of a sudden, I'm off to the races. Why am I international? Well, because I put stuff online and somebody from India might see it. I'm not degrading any international ministry that Mike Sonneveld international ministry or whatever. I'm not degrading that idea. I'm just saying, don't use that as your marker of this guy must be legit or this lady must be legit. Yeah. Because just because the logo and the effects and everything look professional, put all that aside, you have to listen to what's actually being said, pay attention legit. to the fruit. Legit. So I, I want to go through just, these are summaries of some of the words that I ran across yesterday talking about 2024. And I make no mention of whether I think they're right or wrong. 2024 is going to be rough for the world. This idea of things are about to get really, really bumpy. But Christians are going to be safe in all of that. God's going to provide for the Christians, stay close to God, stay close under his shadow was, was something I heard from someone. He's going to provide. He's going to take care of you. It's everybody outside of that protection that's really going to have a rough time. I've heard a massive earthquake will split America. Now, whether that's symbolic or, or actual, that's what's tough about up. prophecy that's too. What's tough. If if a prophetic word is given, is it allegorical? Is it is it uh, what is it? Allegorical or or, or or literal? Literal. There you go. A sign above the White House will appear. All the evil and wicked people in American government will come to justice. A coup will take over the government and install a righteous government. Who will rule over you. Who will rule over you, exactly. America is God's land that will be uncorrupted. God has his hand on his people, so stay close to him. Famine and drought are coming, et cetera, et cetera. Do you notice there's this whole plethora of prophecies that are being given? And true. Maybe there's different aspects of prophecy that are being given. One person's given a word, another another person is giving a word which aligns, but it's a different aspect of something. That can happen for sure. <clears throat> but I want you to weigh out, and, and this is my point, and then I want Massey to jump sure. in here. My point is, is it pointing towards God and what God is doing, or is it putting idols up on pedestals? Here's what I mean by that. Ooh. It's very easy to replace God with an idol of a person or a nation. And you've got plenty of prophets who run along the, the conservative movement who are throwing their arms around you saying, Trump's your guy, he's the only one who can save us. Dude. The American government is God's... America is God's chosen. Yeah, American it's a bastion beacon of, of hope, and yep. it'll, you know it's it's about to return to its original state, and, uncorrupted, and, and yeah, boy. God's chosen for the righteous of the world. Do you know to, 
do you notice what they're doing there? You've got to be wary that they're not playing to your flesh. And I think about the Old Testament when the 400 prophets, false prophets, the Bible says, to King Azza and exactly, are saying, peace, peace, you're going to gore your... One makes a helmet out of iron with, with bull's horns and says, God is going to gore your enemies just like the You're going to win gores. this victory. Yep. Go out. And there's one guy who Jehoshaphat's like, yeah, let's see what he says. Yeah. And I was right? like, he hates me. He, he hates pro- me. He won't He prophesies well. evil to me all the time. Right there. Right there. What's, what's the sign we should all take in that? Right. He's... The flesh. It's like he's prophesying against me. He's evil against me. Right. And it's like, no, he's actually telling you what the voice of God is saying. Right? Let's say some of these prophecies, is that the Lord saying that? Or is the other voice saying, like, again, 2024 is going to be tough mm-hmm. and expect it. And you know what's funny? I'm like, I don't even know if that's prophecy because it seems like every year has been really tough. Yeah. In the global market, in the global sphere, even when President Trump was in office and the the economy started to resurrect, other areas came into play in our nation. Racism came into play. So we always had these kind of shakeups. You ever notice for the last, especially in the 80s, I never saw a lot of this stuff because, you know, the media wasn't really pushing. It It was kind of on the news cycle. But now that news became 24-7, it's kind of become, they're just showing so many things. So over the last 20, 30 years, we're just seeing more and more things happen. In other words, if it's drummed up by them, or whatever creating narratives, you're seeing a lot of weirdness out there and a lot of a lot of hell, a lot of destruction. So uh, you say, like some prophets will say, it's going to be, and I I agree, I do agree with that. It's going to be tough too. in 24. I don't know if necessarily it's prophecy or we should just learn from history that because of a bad economies and because of inflation, it's going to hit. There's a ripple effect that happens. So is a prophecy or just seeing a sign? It's like right. okay, there's a. I'm not saying it's not prophecy. I'm saying. I think that that word is specific. It's going to be tough around the world. It's going to be tough. Something's going to be created. I do believe something's going to happen to me that I see, and I'll say prophetically for me, uh, uh, something has to interrupt again. There has to be something catastrophic because it seems like every year something catastrophic happens to upend last year something. Yep. So expect it. I'm, I'm always like, okay, like I, what I see next? It. Yeah, like you saying Iran or us us seeing the Iran terrorist attack. It's like, oh, watch out for Taiwan. It, yep. we, seriously, it's like so. Just be be mindful of those things. One of the things I love about, and I'll just plug him, Joe. Go for it, Joseph Z. It's always like, but don't be afraid. Right. Go to the Lord and ask Him, what should I do, Lord? How do I navigate? How, keep my house holy. Keep yourself clean. Keep yourself in prayer. Stay in the Word. All these other things. Those words that He says may not all happen. I don't know, because I'm not, I'm not a prophet, right? But at least it's like, look, I'm seeing this, but run to the Lord. Like, make sure that you're in Him, right? Pray it through, so what if the Lord's warning us and our prayer, because it's happened in Scripture, we stave that off. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. the Lord totally miraculously intervened in that in that thing. Um, so one of the things I want to say, too, is like, I, I think we're, we're at the point as a, as, a, as a ministry, we don't care what you think about us. It's, it's, we're kind of at that point of, it doesn't matter what you think of us, because you've already developed your own premonition of who we are and what we do. What we're trying to do is stay balanced with the Word and balanced in the Spirit. What is the balance? Because people will say it's all about the Spirit of God and Him speaking. Line it up with the Word, okay? When has the children of God, because one of the prophecies was Christians will be safe through it all, basically. Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen the children of God go through unscathed? They've hit it, too. Their trials, they go through. They were enslaved for 70 years at the time of Jeremiah. No. It's not when, when, when it says, uh, I know the plans and thoughts I have for you. They were enslaved for 70 years. To another nation. Do you think that that was like, yeah, they were protected, but they went through it to become enslaved. Christians will be okay through it. Uh, we're going to go through it, you know, because it rains on the just and the unjust. It's not that some of the wicked will prosper through this because that's just how it happens. It's funny in world catastrophes, the wicked prosper because they have the money. Somehow yeah. someone's benefiting, right? So to say that Christians won't get hit with things is wrong to me because it's unscriptural. God's kids went through it. 
You know what I mean? Christians have gone through it. Look at the persecution that happened to the early church. First century, second century, all these things. What, what makes us think we're going to go through this unscathed? To me, that's false. You're tickling ears. Oh, gosh, I just have to trust the Lord. It's going to be great. Y'all, here, let me say it this way. Go preach the gospel on the streets once. See how unscathed you become. That's ridiculous. That's such a bad word. And it's dangerous. Go to scripture. Why was Micaiah, the prophet that came out to warn Azza, don't go to war, why was he thrown back in jail with bread and water in the stocks? Right. How come he wasn't protected and everything was fine? Be careful. Be careful, be careful, be careful. What? This is, you know what it is? It's the American side of Christianity, the West. You know, it's like we just have this somehow glorified sense of ourselves that we won't go through. Come on, man. That we we avoid persecution it's at all scary. points. Yeah. And you know what? We should have avoided pers persecution by a government, but that does not mean we won't get persecuted by its people. The government should never come against the church because that's how we established it in the First Amendment. That's why they established it that way. We should never be held on trial or whatever for what we believe. We should be able to practice our religion freely. That's what the First Amendment says, right? But the people are always going to persecute you. And you know what's so crazy? The Bible even says this, beware when all men speak well of you. So for so they did to their fathers, the false prophets. When they say, wow, like you said it, all of them prophesying, go to war, you're going to win, peace, peace, it's going to be great. Yeah, go, king. <laughs> Here's Micaiah. The one dude. Yeah, he's like, first says, yeah, you'll go up when he goes, yeah, you're he, win. goes he goes, tell me the truth. You're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine? Like, oh, man. You're going to lose, man. You're going to lose, bro. And and even even says, you go out, you ain't coming back. That's right. Because throw him in the in the prison till I get back. You ain't coming back, bro. I'm going to be Ooh. in prison forever. <laughs> so so some of the things we 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 want we want to consider in this. And I'm going to read Esther, okay? Go for it. We've heard so many times in sermons by prophetic voices, mainly prophetic voices, we have to be like those who understand the times. Those who under like the sons of Issachar, and I'm going to read it to you, okay? It's the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles 12.32. Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do, okay? Their chiefs were 200 and all that stuff, right? So we need to be like that. If, if we have voices that are... that are in the, in the Old Testament, kings would go to the wise men, sometimes the prophets, to understand the times. Mm -hmm. Am I doing this? What, what, should I go up? Should I not? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I want to make that decision, right? So kings would go consult. Well, in, in, in Christianity, we're kings and priests. So the prophet voice should be able to say, hey, be careful, do this, don't do that, blah, blah, right. blah. We should be the ones to consult those who understand the times, right? So let's go to Esther 1, chapter 1, verse 10, and we're going to read on to verse uh, 14, okay? This is Queen Vashti's refusal, okay? On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded uh, Mehuman, Biztha, Herbona, Bigtha, Abtha, uh, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ahasuerus. I hate that. You guys ever just get tongue-tied with this, right? To bring Queen Vashti before the king with her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and the princes, for she was beautiful. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command, delivered by the eunuchs. The king then became very angry, and his wrath burned within him. So he's like, someone just disobeyed me. He's mad, right? So the king's angry, so guess what he does? Verse 13. Then the king said to the wise men who understood the times... So the wise men understood the times, right? For it was custom for the king to so speak before all those who knew the law and knew justice and judgment. If we're to be the ones and the prophets to be the ones who understand the law and judgment, that means they're supposed to, and several translations uh, say that the law was the Persian law or the law of the land first, and those who understood and discerned judgment, righteousness, which means the word, right? So if we're to be those who understand the times, do we understand our own law system? Because these prophets are prophesying about America. And do we understand the Bible? Do we understand the spirit of God? Do we understand the justice system? So if we're going to be like the sons of Issachar, we should understand both. So when prophecies come out about America, let's just go with one, right? 
Trump will be back in office. He's going to lead us. One of the prophecies, this is literally what they said. A coup will take over the government and install a righteous government and they will rule. They will rule. Guys, if you know anything about American government, government is not supposed to rule. We, the people, are the rightful kings in this land. We elect people to represent us. They don't rule over us. Do you understand that? Because the federal government was never intended to rule over the states. It was never meant to do that. The states had their own governments, their own systems. They have a governor in those things. And they weren't meant to rule us. They were meant to govern the state, to make sure we could remain in liberty, to make our own choices, to eat the stinking food we want, to drink raw milk if we want. I can't even believe we're talking about this. To be able to do commerce and fly, open a business, all these things. And sometimes we're hearing voices like this, that government, a righteous government will rule over you. You know when the last time they thought righteous government should rule? I'm not saying it's the last time. You guys remember in Martin Luther's time? The, the Pope was the, the ruler in Rome. It was a righteous Christian government. Because those could go corrupt too. It's not about wanting Christians to rule over us, okay? It's about constitutionality, rules of law, order. The Constitution was written to stop the federal government from infringing on the rights of the people. In other words, not to stop... Not to infringe on the rights of the people. That's why they wrote the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law uh, warranted against unreasonable searches and seizures. Uh, Gun law, like the Second Amendment, right? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. And we've already infringed it. We're already passing laws everywhere about it, right? And some states are actually catching on to the we don't need a concealed carry kind of thing. Then we have... The 10th Amendment, where it's like any law that is not written in the Constitution are reserved to the states and should be reserved to the states. They've already upended that for the Supremacy Clause, Article 6, Section 2, or whatever it is. And so we're seeing prophets saying, we want governments that are righteous to rule. It's like, oh, because they're seeing it in the Bible. Those were monarchies, folks, not a republic. Do you understand? You want a king? You want America to turn into a monarchy? Oh, it'll happen. But look what happens when kings come into power. Even Saul said it to when, when the people wanted a king like other nations. Saul comes in and guess what happens? He's going to turn your daughters into confectionaries. He's going to turn your boys into sons of war. Is that what you want? Because it's happening now, right? Because we're losing our republic. Our sons have become this. We're turning our daughters. Do- just you're seeing all this play out. And guys, I'm telling you, there's so much history in this. But is the prophet supposed to do words that tickle our ears? Or do prophets truly warn about impending danger and then bring righteousness and hope through it? If you repent, if you do these things, prophets are meant to encourage. They're meant to, uh, what does the Bible say about uh, prophecy? It's meant to encourage, it's meant to elevate, it's meant to instruct you, right? Because again, the kings went to those who understood the times, understood the law, because they were watching their six. That's what prophets, I believe, are called to do, not just with us personally, but in the church. How many prophets are actually in the churches prophesying into their churches right right because pastors should be consulting the pro- hey what do you think about this what are you seeing here well, you know what i mean and that's a good point because a lot of times what you get are you get these prophets that and i'm not saying that there can't be standalone prophets who go out and and do their thing because that there is a system of that yeah. right there's plenty of examples in bible where a prophet goes out and they're they're kind of doing their own thing but I think you can run into a lot of issues if that prophet doesn't have a house covering or that prophet doesn't have Ooh, somebody who's kind of overseeing call, it, right? It, you get wild fast, and nobody wants to be under a covering anymore. And I, the fivefold is set up as a covering fivefold. It's, it's offices. It's offices. And you know right? what they do? Uh, we don't want to be put in a box. They're not letting me prophesy. It's like... Or they're checking you. Why should a pastor have oversight, not the prophet? Right. Shouldn't a pastor have oversight? Yeah. Elders, deacons, all these things. Like oversight, right? Mm-hmm. We should have governmental structure in a church because the pastors are the apostles. Yep. We should set those up. Why? Paul set those up for a reason with Timothy. So we select an elders, blah, 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 right? Raising up pastors. But the prophets, no, no, we're our own breed because it's a box. We don't want to put God in a box. 
that statement literally puts God in a box. Exactly. And you know what happens is you don't want to get checked. Exactly. You don't want to get checked. You don't want somebody to come back and say, mm, I, I think you missed it. Can we go here, too? Go the, for it. The prophets who claim to be prophets. You claim that office, you'll be tried by that office. That's you'll be tried by those words. dangerous thing, man. Scripture says that our works will be tried by fire. Which ones remain that are gold and silver? Which ones are stubble and hay? You, if that's what you want to go through, I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation. It doesn't say that. It says your works will be tried. Mm -hmm. Okay? I want fruit that remains. I want fruit that remains. Know your lane, okay? You said in here, it's so good. Think about it. If you receive a prophecy that says America is and always will be number one in God's book, and it's going to be perfect with a new government and all that, and hey, this one leader is totally chosen to be the one, and this one's going to save the world, which a lot of them do. If we have heard it. We're yeah. not going to prosper until Trump gets back in office. All you're saying is you want big government to save you. Not the Lord. Because what happens is if we have a new government, you believe that? Like, we're supposed to be this righteous government. It's going to be heaven on earth, right? <laughs> Gosh. Ooh. One second. When that happens, what you do is throw in the authority of yourself that God has given you and put it on a king and saying he's going to get us there instead of your responsibility to turn your own city around. Read Jeremiah 29.4. When you get caught up and you're enslaved, and I feel we're enslaved in America in a lot of ways, in a lot yeah, of different ways. He says, go build houses and live in them. Go give your cities to, give your daughters to be married to good sons and sons to be married to daughters and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these things. He's saying, be a Christian. In America, the government was never meant to rule us. We were meant to check the government. They are our representatives. They're meant to do what we deem them to do, and they're not to infringe on our rights. I'm telling you, dude, it is false prophecy to say that one man can change it all. That is dangerous as heck. Our states should be the ones on the Herald, not the federal government and the president. And who does it actually put the focus and the glory on? If it's not right. putting it on Christ, it's not putting it on the Father, be very careful. And what, what, what I think happens is somebody has a prophetic gifting, right? but their flesh gets in the way because they never got fully trained on how to use it That's well. That's what it is, right, dude? It's because they didn't come up under a covering. All of a sudden, they have this prophetic gifting. Well, I can't be a part of a house. I've got to start my ministry. No, nobody trained you in this. They That's had right. schools of prophets in the Old Testament. Old Testament, I put an S on it for no reason. <laughs> what, what happens, though, is like somebody will prophesy to your flesh. Right. And you can tell... I my personal opinion when I've observed it is there's something in your flesh that raises up of like yeah but your spirit is left wanting. Right. A good solid prophecy will be like ooh that touches deeper. And prophecy that that is misdirected or I think misused or is not well discerned. Exactly. I'm trying to be kind, not well discerned by the person giving it. It speaks to their desires exactly. as well as yours. Their desires are, I want Trump to be in office. I want this nation to be great. I want a righteous government. I want Christians to be perfect in everything, right? Sure. Life is good, solid, peaceful. I want all of that. So they may receive a word, but they're only hearing part of it because what they're actually filtering it through is this okay, voice. So right? go with that. Yeah. And, and 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 this scripture is right. We know in part and we prophesy in part. Yes. So we have to give grace to that too. And yes. I'm trying to be balanced about this. I don't want to say everybody's a false prophet that prophesies a certain aspect wrong. They know in part and prophesy in part. That's why it's so critical to only speak the thing God told you. Don't try to add to it. Thank you. Don't try to, you know, manipulate it to make it sound better. Uh, again, I was listening to Joe's, uh, you know, some of the stuff he was saying about the new year. And he's been saying the same kind of thing yeah. for a while. And there's some new stuff added. He talked about New York. He talked about some different things. And I'm looking at it going, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it too. I'm seeing some some chaotic stuff. And I'm seeing also too, to me, like when he was talking about New York, I was like, it's going to be split in two. For some reason, I feel like that whole thing's just going to be divided. It's almost going to be like two cities, yeah. uh, kind of like Minneapolis, St. Paul, in a sense. I don't know how that'll work, but it's like I just feel like a big divide. It could be spiritual, and and I'm not a prophet. I'm just saying no. it's what it's coming to. And, you know, and I've I've heard and seen a couple other words that have talked about like splitting uh, D.C. and New York were a couple of them that yeah. that I had there's heard something as well. happening. There's yeah. something that's going to happen. Cool. We've got some people that are are 
hearing in part. Right. The problem is this is perfect example. Let's let's use Joe. I think he does it well because he 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 tries very hard not to put more into it than what is there. Dude, and he's he's cautious, he's, bro. You can see it on his cautious. face. He's like he's he's wrestling with yes. how to say not wrestling. I don't want to say you're wrestling, Joe. I want to say you're 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 hearing it, you're Discerning. parsing it out. Yeah, you're is this and he he's telling there, there's something coming. And the cool thing is, and I need you to finish your point. Go for it. But he'll he'll say something that's a warning or a yeah. hey, this is coming. That's big because it's like, okay, what I love is, yeah, we're going to go through hard. Yes, it's prophesied, bro, in the, in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. We're going to face persecution. We're going to go through. Listen, James actually says this. Count it all joy when you fall through various trials. You're going to go through various trials. Right. We're going to hit trials, y'all. We're going to have trials. And so this could be a big part of it, 24, being because of the world governments and, and Carl Schwab and all that crap. Dude. But what I love is, shouldn't a word... That is truly from a prophet bring you straight to consecration. Thank you. Shouldn't it bring you like, okay, man, I know his goodness to me. I know he's he's got me to, I need to go consecrate myself to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, evil comes. It's promised. And last days, all this stuff. What is my role in this? How should I be the, the light of Jesus? We are just talking to a, a dude last night uh, with with Max and uh, and stuff. And, and, and I said, you know, it's funny, man. He says... The harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray for the labors. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we need to quit. Not, not just pray for the labors. Not quit, but for not just pray for the labors. Be the labors. Yeah. We need to go out there and win souls. Isn't that the ultimate goal of what prophecy should be is repentance and, and, and consecration? I'm not saying always repentance, but consecration. Like, go to the Lord. Pray. Get in your closet, man. Seek the Lord and what we're supposed to do. And that's... I, I'm... I'm not even going to try to requote it, but I thought Jeremiah Johnson, which this isn't an endorsement of him, okay? But I just saw a post by him today that that got shared by somebody else. I thought it was good because he said, basically, true prophecy, like good prophetic words, should bring you to humility, reverence, repentance, right? A good prophetic word should drive you towards the Lord, not not through fear and condemnation but there's something in you that goes lord i need to be closer to yeah, you yeah honesty it's not right. fear and condemnation it's just honesty it's honesty like, where there will be other words they'll say peace peace you don't have peace peace you don't have to do anything god's going to do it all he will do it all but that prophetic word should still be saying hey this is this is what you should be doing this is where right. you should be this is where your eyes should be this is what you should have faith in in the lord and what he's doing right 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 you know and i Going back to, say, Joe for a second, one of the things I like is he's talked about, and actually I think he talked about it on the podcast when we had him, is he was seeing this dip where 30, 60, 90, and and he he goes back or references 30, 60, 90 a lot. It's going to drop 30, 60, 90. It's going to be down in the dumps for us as a nation, and then 30, 60, 90 back up. And he's very careful to say, It'll be a different America. He doesn't say good or bad. Yeah, he, he's very careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Like, and if you listen closely, you'll you'll notice he's very careful about that. And I think anybody who's learning the office of a prophet or learning how to give prophecy, be very wary of not intervening your own your your own flesh, your own desires into that, because what happens is. The prophet will want to give a word, and they they want to flow in the spirit. So the idea is, if I flow in the spirit, I can't put any governors or or boundaries on it. Ooh. So I've just got to flow. Yeah, and that's that's a dangerous process because your your own flesh will get involved in that word because you'll start saying what you want, or you'll be saying what you think it should be, and you may have left the spirit five minutes ago. And never realized it because you were so intent on listening to just any old word that comes out. And I think anybody who's spoken a word of prophecy has done it to where it's like, ooh, yeah, I kind of went off the rail there, didn't I? I I said something I shouldn't have. You know, like, all the Lord gave me was up to this point. And the more you do it, the more you can kind of recognize that point of, like, there's a wall. I stop. Yep, yep. That that was the word. I 
you I know don't need more. You know it's you, like Ugh, you know you're yeah, like I'm, I'm not gonna cross that line and you don't want to add yeah. to. Um, there's some there's some other things too like you know last night I met some really cool people and I can give a prophetic word or just a, a you know yeah. word of knowledge or something. One of the things I typically leave people with is yeah it sounded awesome right but let the word is going to test you like yeah. that word and I want to read something in Psalm 105. Thank you so much. I was sitting with Travis and he said it and I was like ooh I need that so he sent it to me uh, and it was so good. Watch this. This is where in Psalm 105 David is talking about the lineage um, um, with. Um, Isaac and stuff like that, uh, and Jacob, uh, he said in verse 10, he said, then he confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel an everlasting covenant saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the portion of your inheritance. Verse 12, when they were only a few men in number, very few and strangers in it. And they wandered about from nation to nation from one kingdom to another people. He permitted no man to oppress them. He, he reproved Kings for their sakes saying this, don't touch my anointed ones and do my prophets. No harm. Watch this. And he called for a famine in the land prophets. Hmm. Right? He broke the whole staff of bread. He did that to warn them and to encourage them. What happened when they called a famine in the land? Who did they send? Joseph, right here. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. So God encourages them. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you, but there'll be a famine. Isaac and them went through the famine. Yes. They had to come to Egypt to yep. get the food. Yep. God provided for them. It's not they went through it though. Right? Yeah. They had to sell possessions. They had to give up gold and silver. You know what I'm saying? Be careful of the voices. Then he says this. They afflicted his feet with fetters and himself was laid with irons. Remember, he was in jail for 12 years. Watch this. This is how you know a good prophetic word. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The words given to us are going to test us. We have to let them marinate, sit through, sift through. That's why I think it brings you to consecration. Until the time that the word came to pass, that the Lord gave to Joseph about his brothers would submit to him, the word of the Lord tested him, and he passed the test, boy. Yeah, he did. Didn't complain, or at least it didn't register that he complained. He took it like a champ, bro. And it's like, when you receive a word, are you scared that, it, oh, there's so much to this, dude. Parable of the sower. When it, when it falls on the stony ground, you hear it with joy and gladness. Oh, yeah. But then the time of temptation comes, Satan steals and snatches the word. Are you ready to hear these words? Are you caught up in emotionalism? Because the moment something happens against you, a trial that comes against you, Satan will come and snatch that word that you were so joyous to hear. Sometimes I hear these words and I'm like, ooh, that's good. That's good. I get it. You know, and I'm like, what, what's, what's self-evidence role to play in that, Lord? What's my role to play? What's the church's role to play? How do, what, how do I talk to my sons about what's going on out there? It should bring you right to, okay, Lord, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. let, let's go to prayer. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, Lord. Who am I? You know, what am I going to do? Who was Joseph? God just used him. Who was Isaac? God just used him. They were just men, men who trusted the Lord, though. And God rose Joseph up, dude. And that was not easy. So we're like, oh, my gosh, look, Joseph. He's a Joseph anointing. Did he go through 12 years of hell, though? Heck, yeah. Did he get sold and into slavery, though? Did he have that testimony to be the Joseph and do it with joy? It seems like, remember, the word of the Lord tested him, and he passed the test. And this is something that I would always tell my young adults. And you notice it with Joseph, and I didn't realize it till, till you were saying it. If you're given a really good prophetic word, or whether a bad word, Put it on the shelf. I don't mean ignore it, forget it. I just mean put it on the shelf. Why? Because God's going to do it. And I think that's really important because looking at this, Joseph put it on the shelf. Do you notice he never said to the Lord... Where, what about that dream I you had? You gave me a dream. Nobody's bowing so to me. So good. Dude. So like, good. He will bring it to fruition. So put it on the shelf, respect it, and that way the pressure's off because you don't have to fulfill it. How many times do we get these kids who get, you're going to go to the nations, and so they quit their job and they sell all their stuff and they move to Africa? How many have we met? Dude, we've watched it happen time and time again, and then their life falls apart. And they're like, I don't understand what happened. God said I was going to go to the nations. Yeah, but he didn't give you a timeline. Yeah. And so you jumped the shark because you didn't get trained. You didn't Truth. get discipled. You didn't get raised up. So yeah. often a word's given for another season, right? and that might be three seasons down the road. Which we should all be cautious of when we're given a prophetic word. Right. We should be able to talk about, why did Paul take... Dude, this is Paul. He was so learned in Scripture of the Old Testament, he knew, like the priests did, like the like the scribes and the Pharisees. He did. 
He was very well versed in the word. Mm-hmm. He himself took 13 years. He would go out and witness and stuff. He would do some things, but 12, 13 years of training, training under somebody. Look at Joseph, bro. 12 years of being in a, in a cave, being sold into slavery, going to the Lord, consulting the Lord, then bam, heralded. We, we think a word is for now, and it's like, it might be. It might not be. Sometimes it's like, Lord, I just need to fast to hear your word, to give me direction and clarity. Is this the time? Is this not the time? Is this is, and, and with words like this, we're, we're telling you, be careful. Be careful. And I would say the ones who are faithful are the ones who say, you know, our sin's catching up, man. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going to get rough. Our sin is catching up as a nation. We can't keep doing these things. But man, the Lord said, if he gave the promise to them, he can give the promise to us too. Walk circumspectly unto the Lord, King James. Walk upright with him in all things. Train your sons and your daughters. Teach them. Pray with them. Admonish them. Store up things if you need to. Get your stuff in order. Make sure your house is clean. All these things, right? Pray over your houses. Pray over the coverings. Um, ask the Lord for wisdom. Should I be... I'm just throwing a scenario out there. Should you be stocking up some food? I don't know. Stocking up food or... All these other things. I don't know. You know, like, what is the Lord telling you? You know, the funny thing is, if you haul up, let's say you receive a word, everything's going to go to pot in 2024. Everything's going to, the whole system is going to collapse, which, right? So you go, I've got to be a steward. I've got to stock up everything. I've got to get all the guns and the ammo and all of that, everything. I've got to hoard it all in. Do you notice you listen to your flesh and your fear? Right. Do you notice you didn't seek the Lord? I'm not even making a judgment on whether or not you're supposed to do that. What I'm saying is you didn't listen to the Lord. You went by fear. Emotion. When you heard the maybe the prophecy was dead on the Lord, but your emotion got in the way instead of listening spiritually to what the Lord was telling you about it. I have friends who started to gather stuff, and the Lord told them, no, I'm not going to provide for you that way. That's right. Stop. And And my friend is like, but Lord, my family, stop. Stop trying to gather. I'm going to provide for you a different way. I've had it in my own life where I've watched myself doing something. It's like all of a sudden the Lord comes in and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be doing this, am I? But Lord, the do what I'm telling you to do. And let's get it straight. We've all failed in that area. Absolutely. We've all listened to the flesh in some sense, and we, we repent of that. Lord, I don't want to do that. I'm really? not trusting you. And some of it is trust. Some of it is like, hey, be smart. Start and, storing up. And there are times where there the are Lord times may say, right. store up seven years of grain. Right. So I think about guys like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who in the midst of all the crap was willing as a pastor to stand up and, yeah. and be, I don't know, I mean, do you want to, yeah, martyr. Yeah, for he was it. martyred. And, and I look at those examples of martyrdom, and I think, what makes us think we're going to get out of this unscathed? I'm not saying we're all going to die. I'm saying it's going to hit us a little bit. And we should expect that because we're living in a fallen world, bro. Like, and it's in America, I talk about its constitution because of its law, because of its liberty. That's what I exalt. I, if you look at our website, we're not red, white, and blue. You don't see our logo is not red, white, and blue. It's not about the piece of land. It's about its God-given history and the, 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 the things it took to become America and all of its flaws, man. We talk about it, man. We talk about, dang, that was not the right decision. Hindsight 2020. Uh, constitutionally, that wasn't right. The Louisiana Purchase, it's like, oh, was that constitutional? You know what I mean? Abraham Lincoln, right. you know, like, so you're, you're, you're going through all these scenarios and you're like, man, but is that proper in law and this and all of our mistakes? And still, people come here to get a better life. I'm talking about what keeps that liberty alive. God the Father, man. We knew that as a society mm-hmm. with our stupidities. We're stupid because we don't have the Lord. We need the Lord and intervening in our lives. We do because we live in a fallen, stinking world. We got to expect that. And so, look, we, we, we trust very few prophetic, very few prophetic voices. And I have not gone out and searched more. I just trust the ones who I know are like, dang, yep. dead on. And we've already said just one, and, and, and you can go out and find yours. Just be careful. They're not contradicting scripture and the law system of this country. Because if you want that, you'll get it. And uh, to wrap this up, we both 
And we've said this already. We both deeply respect the office of prophet. Oh we, my we respect prophecy. It gets frustrating when it gets turned into a dog and pony show. And just like anything, just as we, we point out, not we, but we as Christians will point out the false teacher who is tickling ears with, yep. you know, have your best life now and you don't, you know, God's, sorry. We see these teachings and, and it speaks to the flesh. It speaks to the desires. It doesn't call you to consecration. It doesn't call you to repentance or humility. It doesn't yep. call you to holiness. It doesn't call you to something uh, outside of yourself. It calls you to more of yourself. Yep. We as Christians are quick to point that out in teaching. We yep. got to be ready to recognize that in prophecy. Prophecy is not a protected class of spiritual discussion, yep. just like teachings are not a protected class of spiritual discussion. Pastoring and ministering is not a protected class, yeah. apostleship. People can get off and in the flesh thinking they've got to start a church everywhere when the Lord's like, I told you one city. I told you one city. I never told you to do all of that. But you and your flesh and your desire for achievement went out and tried to start all of these churches all over the place. It happens. Yeah. And all of us get fleshy. That isn't a condemnation on anybody. Apostles get fleshy. Prophets get fleshy. Pastors get fleshy. Teachers get fleshy. Evangelists get fleshy. All of us do it. And we all have to recognize all of us do it. Yeah. Dude, nailed it. I think that's why fasting and prayer is so important, too. And, and you realize, I was just telling you this morning, right? Sometimes, you know, my mouth, I'll say anything, you know, like, I'll just talk. <laughs> and I realize, even through fasting right now, where the Lord's telling me, nope, 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 don't say that, don't bring that up, don't do this, that's fleshy, that's this. And it's like, man, I, fasting and prayer can so change your life to hear Him better, telling your flesh to shut up and submitting to the voice of God. And so we're encouraging you to do that, you know, with these prophecies and stuff, fast and pray. What's the Lord leading you to? And be be aware, man. We're not going to go through this stuff unscathed. I mean, it's just, that's not promised. And you know what's crazy? Life is but a vapor, the Bible says, and we're not promised tomorrow. And some of you will say, you guys should just be calling out prophets. And it's like, that's cool. You can do that. I don't, I don't feel the need to do that. No. I do feel the need, however, to say there's a false apostles, too. There's false teachers, too. There's false pastors, too. You know what I mean? And if we spent our whole life trying to call out who's the false instead of pointing to the one who is real, then we're wasting our time. What we're saying here in this specific thing is America is nothing special outside of God. And if we don't have that back, and dude, so many people are using that now, we need him back, God back. It's like, how? That sounds great on a postcard. Yeah. sounds great on a presidential speech, but how? You know what Massachusetts uh, Constitution said? To establish happiness and maintain, you know, uh, order and tranquility kind of thing. That they should publicly erect houses of worship, basically. Public institution of God of worship. And it's like, that's a 1780 constitution. That's how we, we, we need to get back to that. Our places of worship need to be the beacons of light, the pillars of truth and the ground of truth. Um, not every pastor will be involved in the fight. I don't condemn them for that. It's the ones who run from it, I believe, or that should be the ones that should be called out on. But there are many who's just, that's just not their fight. They're called not to do something. Lane. That's yep. cool, man. Do you? Some of us who are, don't condemn the ones who are. Walk with the ones who are. Pray for the ones who are. Because we're doing our best to preserve what God has given us, right? Liberty is what he gave us. He didn't give us just nations. He gave us liberty, individual liberty. I want to preserve that for my kids. I think that's important. It's biblical. You know, what good is giving them a land and, and money and all this other stuff when government takes 50% of it? What good is it? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make all this wealth for, to give it to a government. I gave it to them. You know, like, let me, you see what I'm saying? For my family. For my family. And, and, and the rich are like, ah, it's just taxes. It's a write-off. You know what I mean? Or not write-off, but like, you know what I'm saying? And the rest of us are struggling. So to round it out, like he said, sorry, babbling, Pray. Fast, read, stay in the word, stay in prayer, stay in the spirit, be led of the spirit. Those are led of the spirit of God. Those are sons and daughters of God, the Bible says. Not led by the flesh, not led by emotion, the spirit, because your spirit will always trump emotion. It's going to crucify the flesh. 
the, this old preacher said, the word is described as three things, the hammer, the fire, and the sword. That's how the word is described. So the word should, in you, prepare. It should destroy, like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Not my word, like a fire, says the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. But hammers also build, okay? Fires can burn up, but it can also purify. Swords cut and pierce, but they could also be used to surgically and do... You see what I'm saying? Like, and defend. And defend. And so you, you, you want to be in that mindset with the scriptures. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for listening to us. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, please put it down below. We're not calling out any prophet here. We're saying be careful of the voices, and we're not even saying uh, there should never be listened to. Man, people can miss it. People can miss yeah. it, man. Like sometimes my revelation on scripture when I preach, I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know? It wasn't, didn't make me false. I just was ignorant. Anybody you know? who speaks publicly, if they have a shred of humility in them, will look back at something they said at some point and go, ooh, I yeah, that was bad. That. that was bad. Yeah. I was wrong on Even that. Even our views on government and law, yeah. it's like, dude, we may be interpreting it wrong too. Yeah. You know, and we need voices around us, mentors around us. And I have them showing us those things. Mm -hmm. So we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Just like and subscribe and share this podcast because we want to bless people with it. So if you guys have not done it, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Go on the donate side. Become a sponsor, a monthly sponsor. Become a torchbearer. You can sign up for a monthly support, or you can just donate one time, and it helps us continue to do our efforts. So also subscribe to our newsletter. If you click on the podcast button, you can see where we're on. Subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, all that other stuff, and hear more of the podcast. Apple, iTunes, you can subscribe there too. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you Friday. All right. Love you guys.